Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening. <coughs> Cough. It's these allergies. Let me clear my throat. Kick it over here, baby pop. Name the song. 1986. Anyway, welcome back to another episode of the Magic Pisces podcast coming to you at 6.38 a.m. I've got a cup of coffee with a tablespoon of chaga mushrooms mixed in. Chaga mushrooms, according to Cliff High, this badass conspiracy theorist dude who predicted this entire pandemic in early February and these YouTube videos I was watching. Uh, recommends chaga mushrooms because of the way that they there's there's some way that they release vitamin c that has it be extra soluble and makes you immune to covid so chaga mushrooms check out chaga mushrooms c-h-a-g-a also been uh, microdosing uh, magic mushrooms which is uh, has been extraordinarily they've been extraordinarily effective in supporting me in focusing on specific tasks um, that need to be focused on, particularly with writing. I've been doing this amazing thing in the morning where I wake up and do my go through my spiritual uh, routine very often, beginning the day with a cold shower and then a little bit of kundalini yoga. And as I've said before, into the Course in Miracles lesson of the day and a little bit of reading and then into something creative, mainly writing. And I've written close to, well, actually well over 100,000 words in this stupid memoir that I just can't quite finish. And I've noticed that there is this particular type of focus that the small, 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 teeny tiny doses of psilocybin help me to gain. It's almost it's almost like um it's almost like natural Adderall. It's funny, me and my last girlfriend um, broke up. One of the reasons we broke up is because we had this sort of like clash of civilizations. <laughs> we we our our civilizations crashed or clashed rather in which I felt it was okay for me to in inside of recovery uh, walking a a traditional recovery path to um, occasionally dabble with mushrooms and ayahuasca and she was it was funny because she took 40 milligrams of Adderall a day and um, that's a lot that's a that's a, a lot of Adderall to take every day for years and you're, like forever. She's been taking forty milligrams of Adderall a day. She's a really really smart person, too. But she, her argument was, well, the doctor told me I could, and I'm like, well, that's the shaman told me I could take ayahuasca. And we got into this huge fight this one day, and and there was a a whole bunch. There there were a whole bunch of other things in the relationship that just were off to me just in just in general and 
and that sort of it, it all came to a head with that argument and I said something to the extent of well you're just a pill popper and how dare you it just you know went from there and I really I really cared about this person but there was just something there were a handful of things missing the main one being it's not okay for me to be who I am really when we're together completely so that's kind of a a a big one and it's funny because I've been spending so much time alone with COVID and those questions come up well what what was really wrong did you know maybe maybe it was okay the the whole time you know maybe you just blew the whole thing out of proportion and you could have worked through it and then I'm like you're having these realizations as the result of the mushrooms you've been taking and there you go so calling her up and saying sweetie I don't know I don't know where it all went wrong I've been tripping on mushrooms every day albeit very gently and I came to realize that there was nothing really wrong can we get back together that that wouldn't that wouldn't work so I don't know we all have our inherent challenges one of mine has to do with relationships relationships are what they are to me um, and each one of us sort of has that what's what's the fundam what's the what's the thing what's the the scandal that is not handled in your universe that if you handled it your life would go differently so didn't really mean to go down that road. It's just where I'm at. It started out with the chaga mushrooms. Chaga mushrooms mixed with the coffee, which led to the magic mushrooms mixed with the Course in Miracles and creativity. So what are you doing with your COVID-19 quarantine? Anyway, so I've been reading this article on Donald Trump, and I'm convinced that Trump is... He's the great disruptor, and this is not an endorsement of, but I mentioned several episodes ago that I believe Trump is some sort of archetypal fool who serves some sort of purpose inside of some intergalactic, interplanetary, potentially like alien-based plan to save the earth from itself and his only job is to be the biggest fucking moron he can possibly be and that's the only hope that the world has for survival and i don't i don't know if that's an accurate theory i have a, an energy healer who insists that he's brilliant and that he's he's far he's he's way smarter than he appears and I'm just really not too sure of that. And I'm witnessing this entire thing go down. And I'm just like, what the hell is happening? And these freedoms have been taken away. And I can't go surfing. And there's all these things that you can't do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And somehow he plays some part in all of this that it occurs serves the best interests of the free individual in some really backhanded twisted and demented sort of way i don't know what's going on with this fauci guy 
And it just seems as if the entire earth has turned into one great, big, demented-ass reality show. I, I really just don't trust any of it. I spoke to an ER doctor who's a friend of mine the other day, and he's seen one case of COVID. One. He mentioned one case in this, or he's seen one death, at least. Some old lady. And then I... I spoke to another friend of mine who's a nurse in Colorado, and she ha- I don't think she's seen any cases. And, and I don't, I mean, I don't, this isn't to, to be dishonorable towards anyone who has had direct experiences with COVID, but I just, I don't, I haven't heard too much, I haven't too, heard too many direct stories. There was someone who I'm friends with on Facebook who tested positive for COVID-19 after a two-week illness, and they posted about it, and they're grateful that they made it through and all that, but that's really the only person. There There are definitely some friends of friends I've heard about. There's a, Actually, I have another Facebook friend that, that had a pretty gnarly case of COVID, um, but he seems to be doing, doing better, which is good, but you know, it was like gnarly. It was gnarly fever and chills and basically the way that it's traditionally described he just got really sick for like two weeks and then there's the economy and the economy it appears has gone to complete shit there are people by the millions and millions and millions and millions out of work and as I said a few episodes ago it's going to be really interesting to see what happens there um, as the money supply dwindles, there's this $350, $350 billion small business bailout thing that was going on, and it ran out of money, so nobody can get their small business loans or whatever that is, and I have no idea what's going on. I don't even know if any of this is real. It just feels like we're dancing around inside of a matrix. And I'm sure if you're one of those people who is directly affected, like perhaps you're a restaurant owner and you're saying, of course it's real. And I honor that and I respect that, but it just feels as if we're all dancing around inside of some matrix of unreality. And I'm not sure what to make of all of it. All I know is that I just keep going deeper and deeper inward in service of discovering what truth lies at the center of my consciousness. It's interesting. I just felt a spiritual energy come into my experience as I was, as I am sharing. I'm not sure what that is all about, but we'll just say hello. Hello, Mr. Spirit. Hello, Miss Spirit, whatever you are. I swear that's not the mushrooms I'm talking. I didn't even take any today, but um, except the chaga. I took the chaga. I've been taking the psilocybin, but not yet today. Maybe in a little bit, but it's really making things a heck of a lot more tolerable. And if you're one of those, if you're if you're a, a, a traditional recovery person and you're listening and you say, who does he think he is? Well, you know, talk to your sponsor. Because I'm good doing the thing that I'm doing over here. It's all good. And this is kind of a transition, but I mentioned that I've been waking up in the morning and starting. I haven't been, I'm going to admit it, I haven't been starting each day with cold showers. It's about every second or third day. 
uh, start wake up before dawn and get in a cold shower and then do some kundalini yoga and um it's it's really simple it can be really simple if you want to transform your entire existence so this coaching work i do it really transforms existences it can transform your existence completely completely and totally and and the routes to transform existence are extraordinarily simple so sometimes people come to me and they want to make a change and and I was and and I'll tell them well you don't need to pay me anything to make a change you can start waking up at 4 in the morning start your day with a cold shower start your day with some honest prayers even if you don't believe in god he she it doesn't matter wake up take a cold shower do a little bit of yoga light some candles and pray and do that every day for a month and your whole entire existence will transform fundamentally like forever. And people say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, then, well, I just told you what to do. <laughs> Coaching really isn't necessarily about telling someone what to do at all. But if I were to tell you what to do, that's one thing you could do. Wake up before dawn, take a cold shower, do yoga and pray, and your whole existence will transform. If you like to drink and use drugs too much and you want to change, just stop drinking and using drugs and fulfill and, and fill up that black hole with something productive and your entire existence will change. And they'll say, well, well, uh, you know, it's like, well, I mean, you told me you wanted to change and I just told you what needs to happen for you to change and you don't want to do it. So therefore you must not want to change. And, it can be that simple and the simplest things can be the hardest and most challenging things that a person has ever done that you've ever done it's like the the day uh, june 6 2007 i decided to go to rehab it was the simplest decision ever just walk through the doors of this institution of lower learning and do what they say and stop doing drugs uh, okay, okay, I think I'm ready for that. Hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life began on June 6, 2007, and here I am almost 13 years later uh, without a drink and without most other things, and that's amazing, and it's one of the simplest things I've ever done. Stop using drugs. Stop relying on drugs. Do these steps. Listen to the things that these people have to say. Listen to the, the things that these counselors have to say. Go to these fellowship gatherings like they are your lifeline, which they are still. And listen to the things that people have to say and help the people who need help. And it's that simple. And the simplest changes in, or, or the, the most powerful shifts that we can make in our lives are very often the simplest. I mean, you could just think about how much your life would change if you, you know, if you're a man and you impregnated somebody. Think about how much your life would change if you're a woman and you became impregnated. It's that simple. Like, do you notice how simple that is? Fuck, without protection. And a child will be born 
perhaps, and your entire life will transform forever. It's that simple. It can be that simple. And human beings have a way of complicating that which is really simple because that which is really simple leads to, uh, can very often lead to very powerful, permanent, and transformational change. Now, the, the work I do with coaching is it's simple, but it's not that simple. It's like, okay, you want to make $100,000 this year in your business? Okay, that's simple. Let's just start with that goal. Um, the human being itself, the, the, it's, it's kind of like the, the goal and the path to the goal is relatively simple, but the, the human being is a complex organism. Human beings are incredibly com- complicated and complex organisms with a propensity to get in their own way uh, to almost magical proportions. That makes sense. I, did I did I articulate that properly? Human beings have a proven ability to <clears throat> get in their own way and to block themselves from what's really possible based on programming that they inherit as children. So we're born, and as soon as we're born, actually we're we're conceived, and the second we're conceived, we start downloading. We start downloading program that vibrates the the programming of the world around us sort of vibrationally starts to in ensconce us. What's the word I'm looking for? Surround us inside of that amniotic fluid. Just imagine yourself as a baby floating around in that amniotic fluid and imagine the vibrations of your environment cradling you. Right, and and that starts to um, impact, and um, excuse me, that starts to impress itself upon us. So you're in this supposedly safe place, your mother's womb, surrounded in fluid, drifting around like the most comfortable boy, the, the most comfortable being that ever could be. But there is that outer environment and that outer environment has vibrations associated with it or vibrations which are it. And those vibrations start to impact your development from 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 the the very earliest possible stages of your emerging consciousness and it, these are these are downloads and your body itself is hardware the downloads are software and so we start to become we start to we start to download uh, malicious software from times before we are born and those who believe in reincarnation, myself being one of them, believe that we bring over baggage from our past lives as well, and that's all part of the blueprint that we inherit. And then all of a sudden, we're born predisposed to have things go certain ways in our lives and our spiritual journeys begin when we wake up to the fact that there are some things that we have to work out. There are some things we have to figure out. And most people go through their entire lives blind. And awakenings are one thing. 
taking, uh, embracing the path of surrender that is associated with the fact that you woke up is a different story. So it's sort of like you could find God, God could come to you, but in the same way that God came to Moses with that burning bush, Moses then had to go do a bunch of things that God told him to do, like lead his people into the desert for 40 years. So the burning bush alone is not sufficient to result in the transformational change that your spirit is seeking. The burning bush, the white light, that's sort of the aha moment, but you got to follow the aha moment with a very specific course of action. And that's what I think I've picked on the ayahuasca people. A few, I, I don't think I did. I picked on the ayahuasca people several episodes ago. And the ayahuasca people, the spirit medicine people, wake up. They have these fascinating burning bush moments. And then there's a time to walk the associated path that presents itself as a result of those gigantic ahas. And that's where the spiritual work begins. But very often the person is seeking just in the, they just wants the next aha moment, the next moment of realization uh, without walking the associated path, the path of surrender. Surrender is not passive. Surrender is active. Surrender is, okay, I will go do that thing I don't want to do. That's surrender, in my opinion. So like when a, when a, when an army surrenders unconditionally, they have to then do all of the things that the country they surrendered to said they have to do. So when Japan surrendered in World War II, the U.S. was like, okay, well, now or the Allies were like, okay, well, this is all the stuff you need to do. And Japan was like, okay, fine. And you look what happened to Japan as the result of unconditional surrender. They rebuilt themselves into something that was you know, that still stands as uh, they're, they're an incredibly fantastic country. I've been there. And it's clean with samurai precision. So what are you fighting against? What would surrender look like? Do you have any judgments of me regarding the way I began this podcast? If you do, maybe take a look at that. Maybe you don't. All good either way. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This has been the Magic Pisces Podcast. Feel free to email me, transform at Magic Pisces, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.